0: Hola, my beautiful humans. This is Jasmine Castillo, and I bring stories and cases from the people of color community, bringing awareness of murdered and missing indigenous women, girls, two spirits, the LGBTQ community, Asian American, Pacific Islander, black indigenous people of color. These are their stories. So welcome to Hands Off, my podcast. The Wen family was last seen on April 19, 2002, the day after they left home, when a police officer stopped Stephanie in her car, a green 1997 Nissan Pathfinder, near a boat ramp at the Ohio River. He stopped her for failing to dim her headlights. The officer noticed two children, presumably Christina and John, asleep in the back seat of the vehicle. This is the story of Stephanie Van, John, and Christina Wen. Stephanie was born in Vietnam and moved to the United States with her family as a teenager. A few fun facts about Vietnam and culture. Vietnam is actually considered the world's leading exporter of cashews and black pepper. And Vietnam is the world's second largest coffee exporter. Vietnamese food is considered among the healthiest in the world. Nguyen is the most common last name Vietnam's unemployment rate is one of the lowest rates in the world. And they have the world's second position of rice production and export across the globe. So Stephanie would have been a teenager in the late 80s, early 90s. And during that time, there was a rise and fall of Vietnam. So around the time that Stephanie and her family left Vietnam, over a million Vietnamese people secretly escaping the country either by sea or overland through Cambodia. And for the people who were fleeing by sea, these people were packed on a small wooden boat that wasn't seaworthy and many perished either by capsizing or from starvation or thirst. There was other major threats like pirates of the Gulf of Thailand who would rob and rape and murder the refugees that were escaping Vietnam. Some were successful in fleeing by landing into Malaysia, Indonesia, Philippines, and Hong Kong. And others were wound up in the United Nations refugee camps. So Stephanie and her family were in an era where this was happening. Don't know exactly the reason why they left Vietnam, but if they were part of that, that would be completely horrific and life-altering. Stephanie worked as a nail technician and at the Argosy Casino as a dealer. The casino was originally named Argosy Casino and later on changed their name to Hollywood Casino in 2004. She was a married woman of two two children and from what I have read on her background in regards to her marriage, her family said that she was miserable. I wasn't able to get any information about her husband. The closest information that I could get were two gentlemen who had some link or connection to Stephanie, but both were deceased. So on a day of her disappearance, Stephanie Van Wynn was stopped by a police officer near Rising Sun early in the morning for driving her Nissan Pathfinder. With its bright lights on, John and Christina were asleep in the back seat. Traveling from Delhi, it's like 15 minutes to the border into Indiana. Crossing the border, you drive through Lawrenceburg, then Aurora to get to Rising Sun. The road out to Rising Sun goes right along the river. It starts at Lesko Park, then there's a big boat ramp near the park, and I believe that that's the ramp where she was stopped by the police officer and local word is that the car was in front of Lesko Park in Aurora, so she drove about halfway to her original Rising Sun destination. Some other thoughts is that she might've changed her mind to Lesco Park because there was a lot more people around at night, whereas the casino, she probably didn't want anyone to see her do what she had planned out to do. So 26-year-old Stephanie Van and her two children, Christina, age 4, and John, age 3, vanished from Rising Sun, Indiana. Wen had said she planned to drive her car into the river, but after numerous searches of the water, her vehicle was never found. Police believed at that time that she had faked her death. If the Wen's are still alive, they may still be in Cincinnati, or They may be in Indiana or possibly left the country entirely. And the reason for how her family knew to look for her vehicle in a river is that before she disappeared, she left notes to her parents, along with money and jewelry, saying she had planned to kill herself and her children. And because May is mental health awareness, I wanted to emphasize and provide information. One of the questions that I know that I have asked myself is, if Stephanie was going through a hard time through marriage, having a mental health situation, what options did she have in 2002? And what was available in Indiana? So based on the National Alliance for Mentally Ill, which is N-A-M-I. In October of 2002, they officially launched their campaign for the mind of America, which was a multi-year effort to promote investment in recovery and prevent the abandonment of yet another generation of Americans with mental illnesses to neglect and hopelessness. So let's backtrack. Many people with mental illnesses were deinstitutionalized in the 1970s, and the federal and state governments broke promises to provide community treatment and supports. So in 2002 of November, President Bush released an interim report on the first step to define critical problems of national medical health care system. It confirms that the fact that three decades of broken promises The system is worse than many people have ever imagined. No one is immune. One out of five Americans will experience a mental illness, but no more than a third get the treatment they need. The cost to society of untreated mental illnesses is more than a hundred billion dollars a year. The nation's experiences 30,000 suicides each year, more than the number of homicides with suicide also being the third leading cause of death among teenagers and young adults. So, this Mental Health Awareness Month, which is also the Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, the Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, through the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, SAMHSA, just announced that nearly $3.5 million five-year grant opportunity was developed advancing behavioral health for Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander communities while reducing behavioral health-related disparities. And with this grant, they will be promoting culturally and linguistically appropriate behavioral health information and provide training, technical assistance, and consultations to practitioners, educators, and community organizations. And they join with other centers of excellence, like the African American Behavioral Health Center of Excellence and the LGBTQI Behavioral Health Equity Center of Excellence. If anyone is seeking treatment for mental health or substance use issues, they should call SAMHSA National Helpline at 800-662-HELP, 800-662-4357, or should visit findtreatment.samhsa.gov. All this information will be in the show notes. One of the questions that I I have asked myself is, why do they take so long to search the river? Diving in the Ohio River is not an easy thing. It's deep, it's wide, and the current is strong. There's often a lot of debris and mud, and the Ohio River is really polluted. And even if it wasn't, it has a mud bottom. Finding something just by diving is extremely difficult. A little information about the Ohio River the Ohio River is about 981 miles long, starting at the confluence of Allegheny and Monongahela Rivers in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and ending in Cairo, Illinois, where it flows into the Mississippi River. The Ohio River flows through or borders six states, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. The Ohio River is a source of drinking water for more than five million people. On Thursday, October 14th, 2021, almost 20 years to the date, a vehicle was recovered from the Ohio River, according to the Delhi Township Police Department. Prior to the Delhi Police discovering this vehicle in the Ohio River, about six months prior, Delhi Police have been working with the Hamilton County Police Association dive team and the Indiana Department of Natural Resources using sonar technology to scan the river according to a news release. And searchers detected three unique objects in the water a week before discovering the vehicle. Anthropologists with the University of Indianapolis along with Indiana State Police investigators examined the 1997 Nissan Pathfinder that was pulled out of the Ohio River from that Thursday, October 14th, near Lesko Park, Aurora, Indiana. And on Friday, the Dearborn County Coroner's Office was contacted by the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigations Laboratory. A fibula bone was recovered on October 18th, 2021. And the fibular bone, which is a leg bone, contained mitochondrial dna and it provided a positive identification, according to the Dearborn county coroner's office, to be Stephanie Van Wen. Since no other remains were located within the vehicle, her children, Christina and John, are still considered open missing persons unless their remains are located or the family files to the court to have them declared legally deceased. I've personally reached out to Indiana State Police, or ISP, and the Delhi Township Police website. No other information has been provided at the time on plans for another dive to search for more remains. I wanted to provide a special thanks to Officer Heather Taylor and her team. Officer Taylor was the person who opened up the cold case in March of 2021. And over the next seven months, Officer Taylor worked with multiple local states and federal agencies up to October of 2021. With Department of Natural Resources and the Police Association dive team, they were able to locate and identify Stephanie Van Wen's vehicle in Aurora, Indiana in 53 feet of water, just 300 feet offshore. Officer Taylor shared her case study and some of the pivoting moments that helped in the recovery of the car and the identification of Stephanie. Her and her team provided the cold case and finding some closure for Stephanie Van Wens family and we will continue to search for John and Christina Wen so after 20 years law enforcement and the Wen family are one step closer to the answers they have been desperately looking for the vice president of missing children's division at the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children quote, applaud law enforcement authorities for their tireless efforts and will continue to work with law enforcement authorities to help them continue their work to find Christina and John, end quote. So here is the current information that stands for John, Wen, and Christina Wen. John's nickname is Ty. John was three years old at three feet tall and weighed 40 pounds with black hair and brown eyes. The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children have a progression photo of John. John will be currently 23 this year. Christina Wen was four years old at the time of disappearance. Christina's nickname is Hang, and she also had her ears pierced. At the time of her disappearance, she was three feet eight inches tall and weighed about 60 pounds. Black hair and brown eyes. Both John and Christina are Vietnamese, Asian descent. Christina would be 24 this year. She also has an age progression photo on the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. I do have this in the show notes. If you know any information of their whereabouts, please call 1-800-THE-LOST, 1-800-843-5678. Thank you for listening to Hands Off My Podcast. If you are enjoying the podcast, and you'd like to support the mission, I do have a Patreon membership that will help the cause and bring more detail on cases and stories from the People of Color community. If you yourself has a lost loved one or a story suggestion, please don't hesitate to contact me at email. Hands off my podcast at gmail.com. And if you are only able to support in another way, Please give this podcast a five star rating on Apple or Spotify, and continue to listen to upcoming episodes every Thursday, wherever you listen to your podcast. Dios Vega,